Welcome, my brothers and sisters, to this hour of gospel for the glory of Jesus. I'm your brother Mel, and I've got some of the best gospel music in the nation. We also have Pastor Michael Eck Richardson from Grace Place, Church of God in Christ, with a word from the Lord. Through everyday trials of life, the enemy will have you question your very existence. So I come to encourage you, the believer, that God and say it with me. God made me. God made me. He made me. He made me who I am. Put a smile on your face and lift your head. God made me. He made me. He made me who I am. You may be feeling down, but pick God yourself up. So repeat these words after me. Say it. I'm a conqueror. I am a conqueror. I'm I am victorious. Come on, say it to yourself. Say I'm a believer. I'm an achiever. I won't be blocked.
So there's no need to be ashamed of who you are. You can stand in confidence and declare to the world that God made who I am. Music from the Mississippi Mass Choir on Gospel for the Glory of Jesus. My brothers and sisters, it's truly a joy to be here with you. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day. Here's Troy Sneed. My heart says yes. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Oh my. And you are welcoming. You're welcome.
listening to 100.9 The Heat, Gospel for the Glory of Jesus, the High Desert's number one music station with Mel Slayer. Pastor Michael X. Richardson is here with a word from the Lord. He'll be up in about 10 minutes. Good morning. My name is Veronica Slade, and I'm here with some information on Women's History Month. Women's History Month started as Women's History Day in 1978 and was inspired by Gerda Lerner and the National Women's History Alliance to be recognized as a National Week in 1980 and a National Month in 1987 in the United States. Since 1987, it has spread to other countries around the world. You can find out more information on National Women's History Month on wikipedia.org. Happy Women's History Month to all the women of the world. Happy Women's History Month to all the women of the world. Here's Erica Campbell, Positive.
Hey, I want to give a shout out to all the pastors and ministers and evangelists and bishops that are listening to the program this morning. Here's Ricky Dillard, All of My Help.
on, clap your hands and say, all of my help comes from the Lord. Y'all like my new protege? That's Blake. Come on out here, Blake. The people love you. Do a bow. Ricky Dillard on Gospel for the Glory of Jesus. Hey, my brothers and sisters, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. We're also on the web, so make sure you check us out at www.gospelforjesus.com.
Brent Jones on Gospel for the Glory of Jesus. We've got Pastor Michael X. Richardson from Grace Place Church of God in Christ coming up next. Here's Byron Cage. Let's do it again. I will pray. I will pray. 
You're listening to 100.9 The Heat, gospel for the glory of Jesus, the high desert's number one music station with male slaves. Well, my brothers and sisters, I want to thank you for allowing me to worship and praise the Lord with you this morning. It is now time for us to take a break, and it's now time for a word from the Lord. You know, God's word will bring you victory each and every day of your life. The Bible says in Matthew 13, 23, that he that receives the word and understands it will bear fruit in his life. Some hundred, some sixty, and some thirtyfold. So, my brothers and sisters, each and every Sunday, I want to give you the opportunity to receive and to understand God's word by bringing you one of God's anointed teachers, preachers, ministers, evangelists, pastors, or bishops to bring us a word from the Lord. And today, we are truly blessed. We've got Pastor Michael X. Richardson from Grace Place Church of God in Christ with a word from the Lord entitled, Ready to Work and Fight. Let's go to the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 23. And the book says, but it so happened when Sambalat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. Am I in the right place? Yeah. All right. And he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria, <clears throat> excuse me, and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish? Stones that are burned. Ooh. 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 See, God is going to use some of us that have been burned already. But you still can help build the wall. Okay, let me, let me move on. Verse 3 says, Now Tobiah the Amite was beside him, and he said, Whatever they build, even if a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone walls. They're talking head. Somebody's talking head now. Verse 4, hear, O God, for we are despised. Turn there. Now, this is Nehemiah. He's praying now. Okay, Nehemiah's praying. Hear, O God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as a plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sin be blotted out from before you, for they have provoked you to anger before the builders. Verse 6, so we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. Somebody say had a mind to work. All right, all right. Verse 7, now it happened when Sambalat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashrodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were being beginning to be closed that they became very angry and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion nevertheless we made our prayers to our God and because of them we set a watch against them day and night then Judah said, the strength of the laborers is failing and there is so much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall. They're beginning to get a little discouraged. We're going to talk about that. And our adversary said, they will, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. So it was, verse 12, when the Jews who dwelt near them came that they told us 10 times from whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. Verse 13, therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings. And I set the people according to their families, 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 families with their swords, their spears and their bows. 
And I looked, verse 14, and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Verse 15, and it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us. We know the deal. And that God had brought uh, that. God had brought their plot to nothing that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held the spears, the shields and the bows and wore armor. And the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other held a weapon. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side and the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. Verse 19. Then I said to the nobles, to the rulers and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. Verse 21, so we labored in the work and half of the men held their spears from daybreak until the stars appeared. 22, at the same time, I also said to the people, let each man and his servant stay at night in Jerusalem that they uh, may be our guard by night and a working party by day. So neither I, my brother and my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me took off our clothes, except that everyone took them off for washing. Ready to work and fight. Come on, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Uh, uh, yes, Lord. We thank you and we bless you. We honor you. We say yes, Lord, because you are worthy to be praised. You have given us the ability to work and to fight. To be ready to go to war at a moment's notice. And so, Lord, we, we stay ready. We sit on ready. Have your way with us and through us. Let everybody have a mindset that is, that is in your will. That says that they save by grace. Let them receive a word on today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Take your seats. I know some of y'all are a little salty. You be all right. You be all right. You be all right. Also, God bless the IT team. We thank you for, for doing what you do. Um, and so th there's a biblical truth <clears throat> that every wall builder, you know, how many wall builders do we have in the house? Do you know what a wall builder is? Some of y'all don't know what it is. In other words, where the work of the church is going on, you are willing to work. If, if that's you, put your hand up. All right. <clears throat> all right. All right. I ain't going to call you out because uh, you got your hand up, but I ain't seen you in a while. Okay. <clears throat> the people here are in the process of rebuilding the walls of the city of Jerusalem. And so 
It was difficult and it was backbreaking work for those involved, but it was necessary if they were going to be safe from the attacks of their enemies and if they were going to worship God as his law commanded them. And so if we don't work, if we don't do God's will, it becomes hard for us to be protected from the wiles of the enemy. Amen. And so we can't just leave things as they are. We have to continually work. We have to, amen, begin to put back together ministry prior to COVID. Y'all ain't talking back to me. Amen. And so uh, and, and we have to act like as as they labor to build the walls, they face constant opposition to their work. And that's the thing that we have to we have to learn how to do is deal with opposition. Amen. And so eventually they completed the task and were victorious over their attackers. And so uh, I need you to know that you and I are wall builders. Uh, You and I are wall builders. We are building walls between the world and the things of God. We are building uh, for our peace, for our grace, for our mercy. We are building to maintain relationship with God. We are building to make sure our families uh, are covered. We build walls that separate our lives uh, from the ungodliness that surrounds us on every hand. Uh, We build walls that are designed to protect the people and the things we love uh, from outside attack and destruction. And what I'm saying is when somebody's going through something, they ought to be able to come and to the church uh, and know that the church is going to have some type of protection uh, against what's going on out there in the world. My God. And so since this is true, I, I would you also agree that there are times uh, when we tend to become discouraged? Uh, in other words, holding up the wall is hard work. Uh, Listen, listen to me. It's hard work. There are times when we grow weary in battle to build and to be all that God wants us to be. There are some truths contained in this passage of scripture that we read this morning that can help us remain strong, faithful and active in the struggle to build the necessary walls of life. And so we see some biblical truths that every wall builder should know. The first one is you don't have to look for trouble. It knows where to find you. My God, somebody say amen. Uh huh. It's the truth. It's the truth. It seems that trouble stalks us as 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 we travel through life. Have anybody ever done something? Uh, you just went to work. You just showed up to your job, and your job went crazy. Amen. Uh, have you ever had had a family function and your family went crazy? Y'all, come on. Somebody talk back to me. Y'all don't want to talk. Y'all, it's okay because I got on you this morning. You gonna be all right. It seems that trouble will find you no matter where you. You are I, and now if you hide, you might as well get used to it. It's like being down south. I got any down south people, anybody that been down uh, down there in Texas, Alabama, Georgia, uh, y'all know what I'm talking about, Florida. Uh, hey, hey man, it, it sweats so much that it don't even matter if you got the AC on or not. Get used to it, hey amen. Get used to it, get used to it, get used to it. And he said, if we are truly serving the Lord with fervency and dedication, we can be assured that trouble will uh, find uh, 2 Timothy 3 and 12. Yes. And all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. You're going to go through something in your life. If you are saved, it does not excuse you from trouble. Trouble is going to find you. Trouble is going to locate you. Trouble is going to sit on your porch. Trouble might get out of your bed. Trouble might meet you in the morning. Trouble is going to be right there. 
here. No matter what you do, there's going to be some trouble in your life. Have anybody ever had some trouble and you didn't know what to do? You didn't know where to turn. You didn't know what to say. It caught you off guard and you was about to lose your mind. Trouble will absolutely find you. One place it comes from is persecution from the outside. It comes in the form of mockery, in the form of intimidation. Those who do not know the Lord are often the first to attack the lives we live and the service we render to the Lord. Because they don't know you and the God you serve. They talk about you. Oh, you too saved. It don't take all that. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what God has done for me. It don't take all that to give God glory. It don't take all that to let God know that you love him. You ain't me. Shut up. Let me praise God the way I praise him. Let me magnify him the way I magnify him. Let me lift him up the way that I lift him up. There are some people who don't know God and you jealous of the relationship that I have with God. I'm closer to God whom I've never seen than I am to you who I see every day. Get off my back and let me give God some glory. Ah, my God. They do not understand how we love God so much to sacrifice our lives for his will and his way. Everything is Jesus. Oh, Lord. Hey, every time I turn around, you praying. Every time I turn around, you asking God to help you. Every time I turn around, you giving God glory. You always at church. You always at, you always at church. You always praying. You always, you, know, you pray over your food. You pray, you pray. I wake up and I'm oily every morning. Why you keep putting oil on me? And, and the people don't understand what I've been through, what I'm going through and how God has saved me, how he has brought me back from the brink of death, how he has delivered me from the hand of the enemy, how he has made ways out of no ways, how he gave me my wife, saved my children, how he has kept my grandbaby. You don't understand what God has done for me. Amen. And all you can do is cite reasons why I have a close relationship with God. But I got something for you. The hate is understandable. I understand why you're because you do not comprehend what we're doing. You don't comprehend a righteous life. I'm saved and I'm sanctified. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Everybody ain't going to understand that. Everybody don't want that. Everybody. Some people like drama. Some people like being in mess. Some people like being caught up with all types of stuff. I don't. I want to live a righteous life. I want God to be pleased with me. I want him to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I want to be pleasing in the sight of God. Is there anybody that wants the Lord to be happy with them? Is there anybody that wants God uh, to be pleased with them? Is there anybody that wants God to say, well done? Is there anybody? I want God to be so pleased with me that if you and I can't work out, then I just got to let you go. I love you, but I'll let you walk out of my life because me and God, I got to be pleasing in his sight.
Don't be surprised when attack comes from the inside, from the outside. John 15 says, uh, 18, and 18 through 20 says, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I choose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. Then listen, there's going to be some times when you attack because they attack Jesus the same way. You want to be like Jesus, you're going to go through some things. You want to be like Jesus, they're going to talk about you. They're going to scandalize your name. They're going to tear you down. They're going to give you a hard time. They're going to, they're going to cuss you out. They're going to look at you funny. They're going to backstab you. They're going to do all manner of evil against you. It will Now here, not only does it come from the outside, but it comes from the inside. Ooh, ooh. In the form of deception, these people from the tribe of Judah were the first to complain about the work. Wait a minute. How are you going to be in the family complaining? How are you going to be in the family complaining? And, and you was complaining about the work and the reason uh, apparent when you read this. Look at this. This is why they was complaining. Nehemiah 6 verses 17 and 18. Also in those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters to Tobiah and the letters of Tobiah came to them. For many in Judah were pledged to him because he was the son-in-law of Shechaniah, the son of Ara, and his son Jehonanan had married the daughter of Mesulam, uh, the son of there are some people you marry to the devil. Some of y'all didn't listen. You stiff now. Some of y'all didn't marry the devil and you know it. Some of y'all connected with people that don't have no business. They're not even trying to know God. Some of y'all connected to people and got people in your own family that will talk about you to your face and behind your back. Boy, y'all looking at me tough. They are in essence in being with the enemy. Do you hear me, tyranny? You got my back, tyranny. I know tyranny can fight. Amen. Listen, we got some people. You are involved with people in your own circle that don't love you the way that they say they do. They say they love you, but backstabbing you when you're not in their presence. They talk about you, scandalize your name, tearing you down. But as soon as you come around the corner, hey, baby, how you doing? What's up? How you living? Hey, partner, what's good? Ah, I love for you. But as soon as you leave. (laughs) Those who live near and like the wicked are always among those who try to discourage the work and the workers of God. It don't matter whether they're in your family or not. It don't matter if they're on the outside or the inside. When you work for God and they don't know God, it's going to cause some people to come against you. So you might as well get ready for it. it, it, it listen, listen, whether it takes the form of deception with someone living a hidden life of sin, living a hidden life of sin, you act like you holy, you act like you holy you act like you're holy but you ain't really holy 
or the form of discouragement when someone questions the motives and goals of the church or you, it deeply, it hurts deeply and can cause us to deviate from the course. What I'm saying is people can hurt you so bad that you will almost consider walking away from God. Can I talk to you for a minute? People will be on your head so much about serving God that it will almost cause you to say, I ain't going to go to church no more. I'm, I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be a, a, a child of God. I'm going to just live uh, any old type of way because it's too much trouble for me that I got to suffer through for people talking about me. And I'm just trying to live a saved life. But the thing is, we shouldn't be surprised because Jesus had them same people on his team. They were ready to discourage him at a moment's notice. Amen. Peter had uh, there was Peter in Matthew 16 verses 21 through 23. There was Thomas in John 11 and 16. And then two brothers was close to Jesus. But they were still discouragers until Peter got full of the Holy Ghost. Then he understood what Jesus was doing. So remember this, that finding uh, trouble, it will be no problem for trouble to locate you. I want to say thank you to Pastor Richardson for sharing the Word of God with us today. I'm sorry, my brothers and sisters, that we weren't able to give you the entire message today. If you'd like to hear the entire message, go to www.graceplacelancaster.org to listen and to watch the video of Pastor Richardson delivering this message at Grace Place Church of God in Christ in Lancaster. If the message has helped you today and you would like to share it with a friend, go to www.graceplacelancaster.org gospelforjesus.com to download and share the message with your friends. Pastor Richardson's messages are posted there for you to download or to listen to anytime, anywhere in the world on your listening device. You can also go to www.graceplacelancaster.org to see or to share the video. You're listening to 100.9 The Heat, gospel for the glory of Jesus, the high desert's number one music station with Mel Slade. Well, that wraps it up for us, brothers and sisters. We'll be back next week with much more great gospel music and a word from the Lord from Pastor V. Jesse Smith of The Way, Center of Truth. So make sure you join us from 7 until 9 a.m. right here on 100. Point nine FM. Going to leave you with Jonathan Nelson's I Believe. Bye-bye, my brothers and sisters. I pray that God will bless you, your family, and everyone around you. Come on, everybody. Get your feet happy. Let's go. Come on.